Shut up and sit down. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. This is the Quiet Part Loud podcast, if you didn't know. Episode 68. I'm your host, Daryl, and it's good to be here. Uh, good to be back with you guys. Um, the last one we did was the pre-UFC uh, show, which seems like ages ago now, because last week was just absolutely mental at work, and I didn't get a chance to uh, come and and just put anything down. I didn't, I didn't have a minute. Um, but wanted to definitely get something in this week. Um, and I just, I can't believe 68 episodes. My goal was to hit 100 by March. I think that was a lofty goal, um, but, you know, something you got to aim for. I don't know when we're, what we're going to get to, but we're going to be pushing more and more. And the scheduling is hopefully now going to be able to fall in place. This thing that I was at last week just took precedent over everything and, uh, you know, couldn't couldn't get to it and by the time uh you know by the time I was home in the evening it was just it was a wrap uh I didn't play the piano I didn't do anything it was just focused on that so uh but it was really good it was a good week and uh and my team at work are for the most part in a really good position and the future you know holds some interesting possibilities but I'm not going to bore you with that because we never talk about my job and I don't intend to start talking about it now um but just to just to say that that is over with for the year. There's only one of these things a year. And that should now allow me to fall into a schedule that will allow, hopefully, uh, two episodes a week. That's really what the goal is. And then mixing those up with the kind of normal stuff that we do, you know, putting the world to rights and bitching and moaning about everything to, you know, breaking down these fights and, you know, just uh, all that good stuff. Give a bit of variety to the show as well. So um, before we get started, obviously, you can pick us up on Facebook or, or Twitter. We always send the show links out there. Um, but our main platform is obviously iTunes. And then we host on SoundCloud. So you can always subscribe and download the show there or via the apps. Um, so uh, so give us a rating, guys. Give us some comments. Give us some feedback. Uh, this is all stuff that's critical to the show's development. And um, I'm talking to a few people now about lining up some interviews, which I think will be really good. Uh, one from the journalism, uh, kind of the school of journalism. He's a, he's a professor uh, and a lecturer um, and has hosted a major, major department of the news the news operation in in England for quite a while. Um, so I'm interested in kind of bringing that together and, and working out the details with him. Uh, and then a little bit of fun. I'm talking to a blues band about getting them, uh, getting them some exposure and also just getting them in. And, and But that one's going to prove a little bit more difficult because, you know, rounding up musicians is, uh, I guess, notoriously difficult to do. Uh, but maybe we'll get one of them or two of them or three of them down. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, some things in the works for you guys. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. So um, there's a few things that I wanted to jump on the mic about today. Um, some stuff, obviously, I'm sure you can imagine that I want to talk about uh, in terms of the big news events that have been plaguing our lives for the last two years. Um, but more than that, I want to talk about some, some other things, some, some social issues. And again, we've touched on these things before, but it's really resounding to me 
the lack of understanding, common sense, motivation. I know these are different things and I'm kind of all over the place right now, but stick with me because I think they're, they're so pertinent, right? Like I have a meeting with a guy yesterday and he is switched on, upbeat, positive, organized, takes on these massive challenges to help businesses kind of grow from nothing. Um, you know, he's hilarious. He, you know, he does things in his spare time that, you know, are similar kind of things that I do recreationally uh, in terms of like health and fitness and, you know, music and things like that. But just a great guy and he's older than I am, right? And you look at a guy like that and you're like, yeah, that's that's my kind of guy, right? He's on my wavelength. He, he likes to kind of get shit done. He holds himself accountable all the time. He tries things that are difficult and pursues challenging, you know, endeavors all the time. This is the type of person that I can get behind. This is the kind of person that I can work with. This is the kind of person that I like. This is the kind of person that we need more of. Because on the flip side of that coin, you've got, You've got the person that doesn't challenge themselves, takes the easiest path every single time, and really doesn't grind or work extremely hard for anything, right? And you've got these people who get by on their looks, who get by because, you know, they're in a privileged position, or, you know, there's just zero accountability where they happen to be. You know, there's a whole bunch of reasons for why people would would be this way but I can't understand it and I'm coming face to face with it on almost a daily basis and whether it be people in the gym or whether it be you know people that I meet on the streets so on and so forth it's a daily occurrence and some situations you know I have a deeper understanding of than others but I don't, I don't grasp how people can lack common sense to the degree in which they seem to. Whether I'm more aware of it, more observant of it, or just more of a grouchy asshole, I don't know. But it seems to me that common sense and basic kind of decision making and judgment skills are out the window for the for a great portion of the population, people who can't follow instructions or have attention to detail, these are not my kind of people. And I keep running into them all the time. <clears throat> and for the most part, I don't have to inter interact or engage with them for any sustained period of time. But on occasion, I do. And I have to say, it's... It's one of the most troubling things. It's one of the most troubling ways to spend your time face to face with somebody that doesn't really know how to critically think. And I wonder, I'm like, are you just not challenging yourself? Are you just lacking the capacity to do the job that you're trying to do? Are your intentions, you know, good? But you just don't have the skill set. And can that skill set be trained into you? in order to be more attentive, to be more organized, to have more common sense. What's the missing link? I don't understand what the missing link is. Maybe it's an upbringing issue. 
I'm not sure. But I see these, like, how do you go to the gym and not re-rack your weights? To me, that is just completely unacceptable. Or like I'll go in, I'll go into, you know, the, the toilet at, at my gym. Or at work sometimes, actually. And there's just a huge shit in the toilet, not been flushed. It's like, what? Who the fuck raised you? How, even if you, even if you've not been explicitly told, listen, if you shit in the toilet, you have to flush it and make sure you wipe your ass clean. Isn't that something that by the age of five, you're completely aware of just through social interaction? If you're kept as a feral child, I can completely understand it, right? But if you're kept as a feral child, the chances of us using the same facilities at work or at the gym are slim, right? So things like this, I don't understand. I don't understand how people can rest on their laurels. And maybe this is just a new thing for me because I've made a change, you know, in my life, you know, going back sort of four and a half, five years now. Maybe it's just the realization of what I had to change in myself that's made me hyper aware of what others seem to be deficient in. I don't even know if that's the right way of saying it. That makes me sound too judgy. And I'm not trying to be judgy. These are just observations. You know, when you meet somebody and you're like, that person's a fucking moron. Categoric moron. You can just tell by having a conversation. There's nothing going on between the ears. I just... I get it. Some people don't have, you know, don't have the IQ. I get it. But how some people end up in the positions they end up in, really, really shocks me. And of course, we live in a world now where, you know, calling this behavior out or, you know, confronting these people when they do something stupid is completely unacceptable, right? If I call somebody out for not re-racking their weights in the gym, I'm looked at as a disturbance, right? So I have to be passive aggressive and do it on social media. It's, it's, it's crazy. We live in a spineless society in my, in my opinion. We're, we're scared to be tough with people in my opinion. And we're suffering as a result. We're, we're bubble wrapping the world. We're bubble wrapping people in their feelings. And we're scared to get a cut on the knee. Or get a road rash on our hands. You know what I mean? Like I remember when I was a kid riding my bike. Going over fucking hills that were like 10 foot tall. And just jumping them. And was it absolutely retarded to do that? Of course it was. Right? Get hate for saying retarded. Was it? Absolutely. Did I have fun? 100%. Did I get scraped up and fucked up. And you know break an arm or sprain. Of course. Of course. But that was what childhood was. It wasn't only, you know, destruction of one's body or anything. But what I'm saying is we had the opportunity to get fucked up. To get up, dust ourselves off, and either learn from it or in most cases do that shit again because it was fun as hell. But now we can't. You can't say certain words. You can't act a certain way. You're emasculated at every single turn. You're judged for not being progressive enough or not uh, politically correct enough. It's it's a um, it's a snake in this tail scenario 
where we're just creating chaos because I'm more progressive than you, but that person's more aggressive than me and the person around the corner is more progressive than them. So we all hate each other, right? And we're all just trying to fit in. Well, maybe that's the problem. Maybe, maybe people should take some accountability for themselves. Maybe people should stand up, look in the mirror and say, you know what? I am a cunt. I am a twat. I am not trying hard enough. I am not giving everything to my whatever, to X endeavor, to this task, to this goal. Do I even have goals? Why do I wake up in the morning? Is it just to go to work and come home and be miserable and be fat and lazy? What is the point of it all? If you're not going towards something, what the fuck are you doing? Do you expect other people to carry you all the way along? I think that some people do. And I think that some people get away with that shit. And I think they get away with it for so long that any friction to the contrary is met as a personal attack on them. Rather than trying to take an adjustment of behavior from something negative to a positive and being a catalyst for that, you're looked at as a, as a bully or as someone who's putting unnecessary friction and stress on the situation. And I don't buy that shit because I didn't come up like that. Like I've spent a lot of time over the past little while reflecting on my childhood and how I grew up, how I grew up. And things that I did have and things that I didn't have. And I was placated my entire childhood to put up with the deficiencies of other people. If I cried and I bitched and I moaned, I got what I want. Or I got what I wanted. So I would shut the fuck up and let the behavior continue and not really have an opinion on it. So... That was a problem. Mix that in with some good smack arounds and, you know, some good belt sessions and some good alcoholism and some good broken home syndrome. You know, and you've got you've got enough friction and stress to develop leather. Right? That's pulled tight, sun-dried, hard, hard coated. Get thick, right? Get that thick skin. And I think more people need some of that. I'm not saying that, you know, kids should be smacked around by their parents or have to be subject to alcoholism or, you know, be the product of a broken home or any of that. I'm not saying that that's the protocol and that that's the equation to create a, you know, a more rugged, resilient individual. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we need to let kids scrape their knees without running over, picking them up, wrapping them in a bandage and giving them kisses and saying, it's okay, it's the pavement's fault. I'm saying that kids need to be pushed around a little bit by their peers. I'm not saying that bullying is right. And I hope you can disseminate what I'm saying from what I'm not saying. Because what I'm not saying is bullying is okay. Bullying is terrible. Bullying is something that causes long-term damage psychologically and emotionally in a person. And should absolutely not be condoned. Right? So we're clear on that. But what I am saying is a little bit of... Male-on-male aggression is a good thing. A little tit-for-tat, female spat, whatever you want to call it, 
is good. You have to know that this is not a marshmallow world. You have to know that this is not a world built and constructed for your success. It's just not. You have to understand that this world is going to kick you in the fucking balls every single chance it gets. Every single chance it gets. So you better be ready to take a few. Unless you're one of these lucky individuals that doesn't. That is padded and is insulated so much that they'll never have to step out into reality. Where everything in the world is free. Most of us aren't like that. Most of us don't come up like that. So when most of us get to an adult age and the world is then looked at as some horrible patriarchy where, you know, the more progressive is unattainable because everybody's more progressive every day and everybody else has something to bitch about and complain about and whine about and be offended about. People don't know how to act. People don't know how to act. People don't know how to respond and people don't know how to manage. And I'm not saying that this is the sole case or anything like that, but you have an opioid epidemic that's going on. You have a mental health crisis. You have an obesity crisis in this world, especially in the Western world. And these are all things that are manifested by, you know, unstable upbringings, reclusive upbringings, restrictive upbringings. We got to allow kids to scrape their knees we gotta allow a black eye every once in a while. We gotta allow an argument and a breakup to be handled as it should be and not coddled. Because I'm currently seeing the result of it in adult form and it is fucking horrible. It is absolutely unproductive. It is absolutely unable to take criticism and manifest it into a result. It is unable to manifest results through any sort of diversity or adversity that a situation might throw at them. It's just a complete shutdown. And I'm seeing this more and more. It's really, really sad to say. So I think we need a bit more don't be a quitter mentality. Get your shit together mentality. A little bit of hardening mentality i'm not saying we need to be neanderthals i'm not saying that we need to be aggressive to the point where we're you know offensive or uh you know intrusive in a physical way or anything like that i'm not saying that i'm just saying male energy is a male energy female energy is a female energy we shouldn't repress them we shouldn't, we shouldn't repress them at all. There are guidelines that, that manage our society. The more we pile on, the more we see this result. We need to relax. We need to bring it back down to brass tacks and basics. And let people just get on with what the fuck they're doing. Do I like the rape culture? No. Do I think there's a rape culture? No. Do I think there's some scumbags in the world? in prominent positions that, you know, get the camera and the spotlight shined on them and then makes this an elevated, amplified problem? 100%. I don't know any rapists. And I know a lot of dudes. You know? Do I know some guys that get inappropriate from time to time? Of course. Do they get checked? Absolutely. 
which is why I had a fucking problem with that Gillette commercial. It was a joke. It was placating people and it was emasculating for men. For some men, I should say, for some men. But we need this level of accountability to stand the fuck up. We need it elevated. We need to elevate ourselves as a whole. Because right now, everything we're doing, to me, seems to be a lowest common denominator action. Spending hours at a time on social media is a lowest common denominator action. Bitching and moaning about other people is a lowest common denominator action. Sitting around coasting by, not doing anything, challenge, not challenging yourself, taking yourself outside your comfort zone. If you're not doing this on almost a daily basis, I don't think you're living anything but a lowest common denominator life. And that's just the truth of the matter. But if you're happy in that space, then you're happy in that space. And I'm not sitting here telling you that you have to change. I'm just saying that for the people that do recognize the potential of life, we expect more from it. And people who have that sort of a mentality, when they meet people who don't have that mentality, who are easily just coasting on by, not really giving a fuck, not motivated, we can't stand it. It is a drag on our personality, on our mood, like really depressing, exhausting type of shit. You're exhausting to be around if you're like that. And I just wish for more from people. Not for solely my benefit, although it would naturally have a benefit on, you know, my daily interactions for sure. But for their benefit, because what a terrible place to exist in where nothing really mattered and nothing really excited you. And everything you said you thought you were right about. But you actually haven't accomplished anything. Yet you've got opinions about everything and you're correct on everything, right? And if the world would only listen to you that doesn't have any fucking experience or knowledge really firsthand about anything, how about trying to get up and do something? Take action in something, right? I feel fucking lazy half the time. And I go to the gym five days a week, sometimes six. At 4.30 in the morning, I work a nine to six job which is actually more like a seven to seven job I train clients I personal train clients to help other people get in shape and I try to do this podcast at least once hopefully twice a week on top of that I'm learning the piano on top of that I'm married with two dogs two cats and my wife and I's relationship trust me has never been stronger Fucking since the new year, we're like a couple of schoolboy rat, school kid rabbits. It's fucking crazy, but I've got a lot of shit on. I got a lot of stuff that I do, right? So I'm learning the piano. I'm also trying to learn uh, Portuguese. I also consume a ton of media via podcasts and things like that. But then you look around, somebody's like, oh, you know what? I fucking need to get to the gym, but I, I just don't have time. I'm like, well, what do you do? And they've got nothing. Or they'll say they got kids. Or they'll say they're married. Or they're just too tired after work. All right, cool. We're not on the same fucking level. 
we don't have a lot to talk about and good luck with that. That's not the vibe I'm on. That's not the vibe I'm on. I had to cut some very close people to me recently out entirely because they refuse to stop drinking to an excessive level and it's being detrimental to their health and to their day-to-day life, to their job, etc. Had to cut them off. Fuck it, you want me to stay around? Take some accountability in yourself. Think better of yourself than I think of you. At least the same, or at least how I used to think of you. Because otherwise, what's the point? Otherwise, what are we doing? Right? Life is going to kick you in the balls. Good. Take it. Keep going. And fucking do something that's going to make you stronger, better, smarter, sexier, healthier, whatever. Just better. Just improve. Just want more for yourself. Have a little ambition. And have a little accountability. Blows my mind. Blows my fucking mind. Speaking of blowing my mind, and I'm trying my hardest to get this video sent to me because I <laughs> I didn't film it, uh, but I know somebody that definitely did film it, and I want it so I can repost it because it's fucking hilarious. So, as I said just a minute ago, I go to the gym all the time, first thing in the morning. It's how I like to start my day. It's the best way to start your day, in my opinion. You do a hard-ass workout for an hour, hour and a half in the morning, and then you go and get about your day. Nothing's going to be harder than that hour, hour and a half. So you're set up for the day. You have a nice little meal. Off you go, right? Cool. So I'm there at the gym this morning, and we still got some stragglers coming in a little bit more frequently from January, but mostly there's been a kind of a shift in the morning club right? The, the kind of the, the 5 a.m. crew, right? The 5 to 6 a.m. crew, the people that kind of start within that hour, the early birds. There's a few of us that are kind of static there, right? Just staples. And a couple, couple changes in that. And it fluctuates and changes, kind of goes around. But <laughs> today, there is a guy in my gym, and he was clearly like a power lifter. Like, you know, he's, he's a fat dude. Um, but he's big dude as well, right? So he can lift a ton of weight. Um, but he looks like a power lifter. I don't know if he is. He's five foot seven, maybe. Um, but he was huge, right? So, anyways, he comes over and just introduces himself and shake his hand. Great. Back to your squat rack or whatever he was doing. Turn around. He's got a blindfold on. He's doing squats, and I'm talking 190 kilos with a fucking blindfold on. So I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? All of a sudden, this guy taps me on the back. Some other guy in the gym, guy I'm kind of friends with in the gym, he taps me on the back. He's like, have you seen money over there with the blindfold on? He's going to fucking kill somebody in a minute. <laughs> he's like, if he trips and falls and can't see where he lands, he's going to kill himself. I'm like, he's doing the bird box challenge in a fucking, in, in the workout room. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is the workout addition to, uh, to the bird box challenge. Um, he was completely mad, completely bananas. What, what are you doing? 
First of all, what's the point? <laughs> what are you doing? Are you connecting your body to, to the weights or like trying to take the visual out of it? I don't, I, for the life of me, I can't understand it, right? And let's be honest, there's no fucking reason you should be blindfolding yourself when you're lifting anything, including a heavy, heavy weight on your back. That's just my opinion. So anyways, I leave the room, I go upstairs, I do my boxing, I come back down after I've showered and I'm ready to leave. He's still there. But now he's on the leg press machine and he's screaming. But not only is he screaming, he's still blindfolded. <laughs> he's still blindfolded. He's got like this rag that he's got tied around his head. It's like a, it's not like a towel. It's kind of like a, like a chamois. But, but it's long and he's got it tied around his face. It's covering his eyes and he's on the leg, leg press machine, the incline leg press machine and he's screaming his lungs out. I've got my headphones in with a podcast playing and I can hear him clear as day from about, I don't know, 20 yards away. And then I left and that's the end of my story because I don't know, does it need anything more than that? This fucking guy was sitting there powerlifting with a blindfold on I've never seen anything like it in my life and everybody three people came up to me and were like have you seen have you seen money with the blindfold on downstairs he's like that little Indian fellow's got a fucking blindfold on his head I'm like of course I've seen it I don't know what he's doing like what the fuck do you want me to say about it like except other than he's doing the bird box challenge gym edition so as soon as I get the video I'm gonna post it um, I'll post it on her Twitter account and I'll post it on the Facebook page as well. So you can have a look at it, but I'm just waiting for a guy that I know filmed it to send it over to me, but just madness, man. People are fucking crazy. People are just crazy, you know? Um, well, perfect example. I was watching that fire documentary on Netflix, right? So the two things that I've watched in the last week are... The Fire documentary and the Ted Bundy tapes. So, both of these, well, they're different. The Ted Bundy one's like a series, right? It's like a few episodes long. And it's basically like a recap and it's like, <clears throat> interviews with prosecutors and people that knew him and of, of um, an attack survivor and uh, you know so on and then it's got the tapes of him that he conducted this this series of interviews in prison um, where the guy effectively got him to explain what he did and confess to what he did but do it in like a in like the third person where the third person was basically anonymized right so he's like, oh, if it was this guy, he would have done this and he would have done it that way. And his motivation would have been this, right? It was that sort of thing. So, um, but obviously it, you know, shines a light on the fact that this guy was one of the sickest individuals of all time and one of the pro most prolific serial killers in American history, right? Got so violent, he was Biting on his victims and ripping them apart and fucking them like after they were dead, his necrophilia was admitted and things like that. And 
this is why I say people are fucking crazy and people are, you know, really need to step it up a level. Because what happens, and not only now, but even back then when this guy was on trial, you got women outside of the, um, of the thing, um, out of the courthouse, you know, and they're like, oh, he's so fascinating and he's so handsome. And now you've got this thing where Netflix have had to come out and I don't know if it's a PR stunt or whatever. Maybe it is, but I don't think so. Netflix have come out and said, can you stop commenting on the documentary with how much affection and lust you have over Ted Bundy because he was a horrible fucking person. And we don't want to glorify a serial killer as an attractive sex symbol. Right? But this is people. This is people. This guy will this guy will cut your head off and literally have sex with your dead body. I mean not now because he's dead, but he would have. Yet people are are infatuated with him as a sexual being. Just blows my fucking mind. Absolutely blows my mind that it even has to be mentioned. And another perfect example of how people are fucking mental is the fire documentary, right? So this is a documentary, if you don't know, about a festival that was being put together by this amazing, and I've got my air quotes going pretty heavy now, a serial entrepreneur and Ja Rule. That, promi- that was promised to be the most exclusive and the most luxurious music festival of all time. Okay. So it was targeted at rich kids. And it sold out in a week. If that. Problem is, the guy running it with Ja Rule was a sociopath and a fucking con man. So what it ended up revealing, spoiler alert, by the way, if you haven't seen it, was that this guy was basically a cheap version of Bernie Madoff. He was using one pot of money from his investors to fund another operation while that one went broke and then trying to do the same thing to another operation. But actually, the money was not actually coming in. And when he got to the fact that he was putting on this music festival, he somehow managed to get... 26 million dollars in investment or something like that maybe i'm getting the numbers wrong okay for which he's now and again spoiler alert for which he's now spending six years in prison he won't do six years because it's a white collar crime and he'll be out in probably three if that right so turns out that all these rich kids took their parents money and bought these fucking tickets Problem was they couldn't run the festival because they didn't have the logistics worked out and really didn't have any money to fund any of this stuff. So it was a big fucking scam at the end of the day, but people were lapping it up and people were just like, gotta be part of it, gotta be part of it. Now my problem, obviously, is with this piece of shit, Billy McFarlane, by the way, nice name, prick, and... And Ja Rule, for sure. And the marketing director, sure. But also, it's with Jerry Media, who blindly bought into promoting this thing. 
and we're also, by the way, co-producers on the um, on the actual fire documentary. So not only did they profit from the PR fees that they were paid from Billy McFarlane and Ja Rule to do the marketing around this festival that didn't happen and ripped so many people off and left so many people destitute. But they also profited off of the money that they got from Netflix by partnering with Vice Media as a producer on this project. And Vice Media should be ashamed of themselves as well. Because this documentary fundamentally focused on a bunch of upper class rich kids and Instagram models that either felt bad or got ripped off because they attended this event that cost so much money and they were put out for a few days. And it didn't focus at all enough on the fact that the damage done to real people, to people who were actually working to save money and to to try... You're talking about Caribbean island folks who don't have a lot, who were ushered in to do construction work by the by the dozens that were never paid. You're talking about a restaurant owner that said she had to pay 50000 in her own money to pay these workers off because they held her responsible when all these other fucking rich cocksuckers fled the island. And she's got no recourse. But the documentary didn't fall, follow that nearly enough and in fact what the documentary did was exactly what billy mcfarlane and jaw rule did in the first place they used some glossy images some instagram models and a whole bunch of beach shots and yacht shots and titty shots and ass shots to entice people to watch this documentary that only covered the fact that a bunch of rich kids got ripped off their parents money and had to stay in some shitty tents while it rained for a couple of days nobody got hurt The guy's getting sued. One of the guys already won a $5 million judgment. But yet you got this woman on this island that's sitting there crying her eyes out because she's now destitute and she can barely run her own restaurant. Why not focus on that? Why not do a better job of the human element? That's the problem with Vice Media these days. And I wrote to them and I said, because they were bigging themselves up on social media. And I commented to one of the producers. I said, you guys should be ashamed of yourself because... You've effectively created a mediocre documentary at best that does nothing to serve as an actual story or a lesson or inform people of the actual problem and the actual human element of this story that was damaged by this person's recklessness and disregard for everything other than his own success, right? Straight sociopath teams up with another sociopath, convinces a bunch of, bunch of people to give him a ton of money. And then spends it living in a lavish lifestyle. It's fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. And even after he gets caught, he sets up another scam. And they cover that in detail. Like it's some sort of fucking game. Like it's some sort of joke. Like it's something funny. It's not funny. And the people that made the documentary at Vice and through Jerry Media should be ashamed of themselves because they didn't do a good job. And even the poster and the promo poster is like one of these refugee tents that they had to stay in with an Instagram model laying across it. It's like, hey, what are you doing here? This is the problem with Vice Media. They used to stand for something. They used to stand for doing good social work. Good exposés on real social, global, societal issues. And now, they're the type of media company that says, oh, 
isn't it amazing how how weed is being legalized and helping kids with epilepsy and then the very next article be like why you're a scumbag and why weed should be criminalized right they're the one they're they're now the type of media that is it's 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 healthy to drink a glass of wine but don't drink wine because it'll give you cancer right in two separate articles printed on the same day that's exactly what vice media are <clears throat> they are a fence sitting non-entity that is a wash in terms of any sort of journalistic integrity they're garbage they're fucking garbage so this for me was again see you later sign off don't need you right i'm not committed to you guys i have now downgraded my social media presence to output only i'm not commenting with people i'm not interacting with people if you get an answer from me it's likely to be one or two words like i'm just not doing it it's a fucking buzzkill and it's a mood vacuum and i'm just not doing it so now it's going to be output only it's going to be output only so I'll let Vice know what the deal was. And that's it. But people are insane. Because they just sit there and, they, and they're like, this is an amazing documentary. This is the most terrific thing I've ever seen. Way to hold them accountable. I'm, and I'm like, what? So I had to comment on it. And the comments are getting some traction. And, you know, it's that sort of thing. But... <coughs> People astound me. People astound me. Not only do they astound me from the fire documentary point of view because they're like, you know, you've got on the one hand this this sociopath that's just hell-bent on getting himself a, a, a lavish lifestyle and doesn't care who he steps on and who he tramples on to get it. Then you've got these rich kids over here that are so dumb that when a bunch of social media people put a orange tile on their Instagram, people were like, oh my God, what is it? Oh my God, what is it? I have to be a part of this. 250000 for a private cabana? I'll do it. 10000 for a beach chair reservation? I'll do it. Oh my God, you want me to wear a wristband and put a ten grand on it so I can spend it on the island? I'll do it. Like, what the fuck, man? No critical thinking whatsoever. And so people are crazy, right? People think Ted Bundy is sexy and would give him a crack. And some people are so dumb that they'll follow an all orange tile to a deserted desert island and get stuck in a tornado or a hurricane. This is our world, right? Hey, let's get on to bigger and better things. Brexit got fucked up again. So plan B, which wasn't a plan B, plan B got scrapped, right? So now we're in a no deal scenario where we have to vote on a no deal or we're going to go back to, what is it, WTO? Uh, regulations, and, and, and don't ask me what the intricacies of that are, but what I know is this is now only predicated upon this hard border with Northern Ireland, right? And the EU have already come out and said this is a non-negotiating point. How much longer, and I'm not going to belabor this point because <clears throat> I don't want to do a tremendously long like riff on it, and I don't want to do this huge monologue on it or any of that sort of thing, so I'm just going to say this. Again, for the final fucking time, hopefully. When are these politicians going to start listening to their constituents? And when are we as constituents going to hold them accountable? I talk about this too much. Either you guys aren't listening or you've shut it off by now or whatever. But like 
if you're not in active communication or if you haven't sent your local representative any communication or correspondence in the last year, you're probably not a very engaged person and are probably part, rather directly or indirectly, part of the problem. We have to hold, this is accountability, guys. We talk about this all the time. This is accountability. But to let these politicians sit and fuck around with this Brexit problem, and now you've got MPs like, you know, the Labour MP from uh, Greenwich, um, Matthew Pennycook, coming out and saying, oh, I'll support any amendment that doesn't include, that gets us away from a no-Brexit deal, basically. So, like, we've gone all this way just to give up and say, eh, okay, what are we going to do? Like, leave Northern Ireland as part of the EU? We're never going to get them back. You might as well say goodbye. What needs to happen categorically is we need to have a second referendum. I am absolutely confident of it now, and anything else is going to be a goddamn disaster. So that's it. Let's see where it goes. Um, there's supposed to be some more news on it, so I'll probably be able to update you guys on it, but you'll probably have heard by the time I get to you. So keep your eyes on that. And then I think on the last thing here, we're just gonna we're <laughs> we're just gonna finish on old Donnie boy. You know, Donnie T just spectacular failure this week. You know, his red line in the sand, I'm not reopening the government until I get some fucking border funding. I need some I need some funding for my wall. Somebody give me some funding for my wall. Uh it's border security. We need border security. That's a terrible Donald Trump impression, but never mind. Well, he opened the government and he didn't get his funding. So what a fucking loser. Art of the what? I saw a picture that replaced the art of the deal uh, with Nancy Pelosi on the cover. It's hilarious. It's like you're fucking with a career politician, mate. She's 70 and she doesn't give a shit about you. Like, you think she's going to bend to your will? You're an idiot. He keeps making these, like, statements that he can't live up to. <coughs> and it's just like you just make yourself look like a prick. And, of course... Again, goes to that accountability thing, goes to that self-awareness thing, goes to that critical thinking thing that we were talking about. His base are still with him. The people that support the idea of the, Mer the American dream are the people that are least likely to achieve it. And that's Trump's base. I don't care if I'm stereotyping people. I don't care if it's putting these types of people in a fucking, in a, in a, in a bucket together. I don't care because you cannot think this guy is good for your country if you're an American if you've listened to anything he's done. <clears throat> it's not like just, oh, yeah, he fucked up on that thing over there, but, you know, for the most part, he's pretty good. No, he's fucked up on everything. Your economy's worse. Your trade is worse. Your foreign relations are worse. Your immigration is worse. Your social fabric is worse. The state of your overall government is worse. What else do you need to know? What else do you... Well, well he's, he's building us a wall to keep Mexicans out. He's building a fucking wall to keep the goddamn immigrants out. Got too many motherfucking Mexicans stealing our jobs. And I support him because he supports a wall. What are we talking about here?
This is insanity. So yes, I will categorize those people who still support Trump. I'm not categorizing people that who voted for Trump. I'm categorizing people that still support him. Roger Stone's been arrested this week. This is some of the most damning evidence against him so far. Like, it's all falling down around him. And now there's something coming out about Jared Kushner's dad or, you know, whatever the fuck. Like, it's just a bunch of fucking criminals around him. It's just a bunch of criminals around Donald Trump. So, he's pushing us all towards a global recession as a result of his government shutdown. Because economists are saying that that lost the American uh, economy, 11 billion, three of which it won't recover. I don't know why I didn't go into the details of it, but those are the, those are, <coughs> those are the figures given by some of the economists that were looking at this problem. And I can't remember the office name, but you know, this isn't fucking Wolf Blitzer giving me this information, right? This isn't uh, Sean Hannity giving me this information. This is the, you know, the office of statistical analysis or whatever it was called. But this is caused by a temper tantrum. And you cannot have people like that in major political power positions. You just can't. So I don't know what's going to happen, but it just keeps getting worse. And, you know, Sarah Sanders, his press secretary will come out. You know, these people can't even defend him anymore. They're just deflecting now. So it's going to be real interesting kind of what the next month holds because I think Mueller's getting pretty close. He's now like, you saw the indictments and they were kind of like outer ring, outer ring, little bit in on the in ring. Like it was like one of those targets, right? Where it was like, you know, bullseye is the red one in the middle, then it's the yellow ring, then it's the blue ring, then it's the purple ring, you know, so on and so on. And like they've moved in towards the bullseye and obviously the bullseye is Donald Trump. But this WikiLeaks thing that Roger Stone's been in, in uh, indicted for, this puts it as close to Trump as, like, it's ever been. So, I just don't think Robert Mueller is fishing. I just don't. I don't think he would risk his reputation on it. I don't think he would risk the time, the money, or the effort on it. So, something else is going to come out, and some people pretty close to this motherfucker are going down, if not himself. So, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I just wanted to touch on it, because it's been an absolutely disastrous week. So, uh... It's been really good in certain aspects, but, you know, with the major policy issues and decisions that have had to come down, it's been a goddamn disaster. And, you know, I, I just I wonder, are you guys as sick of it as I am? Because, you know, I'm sick of talking about it. I've resulted to talking about fucking documentaries on Netflix just to get away from this. And I want to talk about politics. I want to talk about the intricacies of our systems and how we can make them better and hold people accountable and everything like this. But God damn it, how much accountability can you hold somebody to without running out of things to hold them accountable for? It's like literally every time he says something, it's the wrong thing and you have to hold him accountable for it. Every time Theresa May opens her goddamn mouth, she says something that the British people do not want. And it's like, how long can you actually criticize these people for before the actual population will hold them accountable? Because this is a mass movement problem. Ultimately, the momentum has to shift and people have to take these actions to get these people out of office. And the sooner that can happen, the better. But you've got to be loud about it. Don't got to be violent about it. You've got to be loud about it. So hopefully, some of this is going to sink in. Hopefully, <coughs> this is going to cause you to take some action or think about it or try to affect change in someone else. 
But whatever it does, whatever action you take or don't take, I just hope that it's had a positive influence on you. Good, bad, or indifferent in terms of what content we're talking about or what subject matter we're talking about. We're not going to talk about all positive things. And we're not going to talk about all negative things. We're going to mix it up. That's life. Right? Life is a melting pot of shit to do. Could that be any more cliche other than the shit to do part? No. Life is complicated. And life has variables. And life throws all kinds of different wrenches into the works and fucks with the gears and kicks you in the balls, knocks you down, lifts you up. It's all that. So we got to talk about all that. But these are the two major issues of our time right now. So we have to talk about Trump and we have to talk about Brexit until these things are resolved in a sensible manner. And this pendulum of crazy swings back the other way to normal. Got a lot of work to do. As long as we hold ourselves accountable, we can get there. And at least you, by holding yourself accountable, you can live in a sphere of positivity, of productivity, and of satisfaction. Because that's what life is about. That's it, guys. I'm going to wrap it up. So this is episode, what did I say, 68 of the Quiet Part Loud podcast? We've hit... Jeffrey Dahmer, like a, or Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy, like a sexy motherfucker. The Fire documentary, Trump, May. Some blindfolded bird box gym challenges. Like, what else do you want from the show? What else do you want from the show? Tell me. Tell me and I'll do it. Not necessarily, but we'll always consider it. Anyways, we're done. I'm rambling. Right. Episode 58, Quiet Part Loud podcast. Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes. I'm your host, Daryl. As always, absolute pleasure to be here. I love you. Thanks for listening. And until next time, guys, all the best.